Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Four months free. A 30-day money-back guarantee. It works on all your devices. Phone, laptop, desktop, PC, router. Doesn't matter. It's got you covered. Change your virtual location with just one click. Get access to more content around the globe and content at a much more affordable price. Protect yourself from online trackers, malware, annoying pop-up ads. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. How are you going to pass this up? It effectively pays for itself within about a month or two of using it, especially if you buy pay-per-views like I do. Get access to the old WDB network, you know, those things that you miss with NordVPN.com slash Fightful, and you get that incredible deal. They've got three great tiers for you to choose from, so check it out. Whether you want to pass a VPN, a locker, or all three, NordVPN.com slash Fightful has you covered. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful, here with a name you know, and how could you not? Former IWGP World Champion. First time interviewing him, though. We got Will Osprey. How you doing, man? We're good on this end, my man. You good? I'm doing great. I mean, Wrestle Kingdom's coming up. Big time of the year. It's I think it's the, the most exciting few months of the year for wrestling. But January especially, you got Wrestle Kingdom. Later on, there's Royal Rumble. Everybody's talking about wrestling in January. How are you feeling going into the new year? Uh, I always feel like I'm the same as you. I always look forward to January wrestling. I feel like everybody comes in with like a, a fresh state. Everyone's more motivated. Everyone kind of wants to make it their year. So you always get that like first run up and first look of not just in New Japan and WWE, but like everywhere in wrestling, like who's going to be the front runner and who's going to be uh, like kind of taking the lead for the year, I, I guess. So I, I always get excited for that. I'm very excited for Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, you're facing Kenny Omega, and I, I've had the good fortune of speaking with both you and Kenny this year for interviews, and I feel yeah. like a, a, some of this started when I talked to Kenny earlier this year. He said some saucy stuff about you, and as he's known to do. What was your reaction? I think it was back in June when Kenny, just out of nowhere, hasn't been in the ring for seven, eight months, is flapping his gums about you. Uh, I mean, uh, it's... it's- 
like typical Kenny. Uh, he obviously he he over oversteps sometimes and kind of uh, puts his foot in his mouth. But I guess that's kind of what happens with me as well. So like I can't really be that mad. But if you're gonna put my name in your mouth, then just be prepared for me to respond. And I just went to town on him and I just embarrassed him in front of all of his little stand accounts. And that's the thing. All of those guys, they, they'll all like. They'll all tweet and they'll all like come at me, but like they're not gonna do anything. You don't know where I live or anything. Like and you and there's the funny bit, like you guys all know where I'm gonna be. It's like plenty advertised, like I dare you guys to come say anything, but you won't. So that's kind of where it is. But Kenny's just Kenny, do you know what I mean? It's an egomaniac. He's just a he's just a knobhead, eh? He just thinks he knows everything and just sometimes he's gotta be punched in the mouth and just uh, remind himself that, you know, he's not above anybody. He's just he's what he is, he's just like a bloke that was really good at wrestling. I ain't going to deny his drawing ability. I ain't going to deny his uh, talent. But be an end or you're a knobhead that can be beat. So, Well, I mean, that's the thing. When he was talking about you, he said some very complimentary things. But then Kenny has this unique way of sort of like burying people and making them look bad. Like he, he says, in a different vein, you have Will Ospreay. He can do anything. He's strong. He's fast. He's agile. He's a great representative for New Japan for all the dudes that are hitting the pavement and making indie dates. He's their spokesman. He And then he'll say stuff like, but he's had a bunch of five-star matches that nobody cares about. Like, when you see that, do you take it as complimentary and think it's just him finding a way to take a shot? Or Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. It's, uh, it's about him just trying to take a shot because uh, <clears throat> there's always that category of the best in the world, and uh, I'd like to always throw my name in there. But it's always subjective to the fans. It always It's, it's different in, t- in comparisons to what, uh, style of wrestling that you enjoy but for me being the best in the world is consistently putting yourself in different situations and different opponents that aren't located all in just one uh one promotion i like to test myself against all the AEW guys i think i've wrestled there like eight times and i've just like stole the show from all of them which says everything and then you go like new japan and then i always steal the show there i like any of these uh what he says, like no, no name indie guys, uh, like I automatically, like I, I test myself against those guys, and then they automatically become better. Like my whole thing is to be the best in the world. That you have to travel to each continent and prove it. So I feel like it's it's easy to do it on the bright lights and the are- and or in the big arenas, but I think really consistently putting in those five-star matches, I guess, if you want to go down that road, that route uh, and always be able to shine and being able to say that you're the best in the world by consistently doing that, I think that's the harder job and Kenny's never done that. And that was... So, that was, was the, the, Sorry to interrupt. That was one of the interesting things about what Kenny said because I was like, Kenny, you're, you're going off on Will. You know this is going to be the headline. Like, you, you know what I do. You know this is going to be the headline. And he says... Well, I'm digging myself a little bit of a hole here. Will's great. He's amazing. He's earned those ratings. He's fantastic. And then he'll say, I just don't think that those performances are as good as mine. Like, but that's, that's his opinion. Like, the thing is, once again, I can never come back and I can never tell you. Like, I, Kenny's one of the biggest stars in wrestling, right? Like, we all paid attention to that golden era of New Japan. And like so did I, dude. I was there for his first Wrestle Kingdom. I was in. I was. Uh, I was watching it for myself, and I was inspired by that. And I'm never gonna like be able to like ever change his opinion or if he thinks that he's better than me. But the the only thing that will happen is 
when January rocks around, we're going to see who the better wrestler is. In terms of like performances, it's all subjective. But in terms of in ring, we're going to find out now. It's going to be your best versus my best, and it's like there's going to be, there's going to be no excuses anymore. It's just going to be two of the greatest wrestlers that uh, that have ever lived right now. Like uh, I would happily say, my run in 2022 has been one of, like an all timer uh, here, there, and everywhere. And now going against the guy, and it's oddly poetic that is going to happen in the Tokyo Dome, uh, where. I mean, that's where I personally believe the hype of Kenny. Like, the G1 was cool, but, like, when he had that match of Okada in that main event of the G1, that's when I believed the hype. And I believe a lot of other people would probably agree with me on that. So now to do it in the venue that made you famous, the lights are on bright. And then, I mean, how lucky is he that he's actually going to have a full vocal range of fans now? And that's the bit that's going to interest me more than anything is because... There's going to be that. There's going to be a side that is so happy to see Kenny back, and there's going to be another side that's is for me because I've been there and I've seen it through all the dark ages, for all the horrible stuff that we've had to put up through. And it's not just the wrestling; it's the flying to Japan, it's the isolating in the rooms that were no bigger than a New Japan Pro Wrestling ring. It was the mental strain of being away from families for months. Uh, like I even said it in my tweet, like this is my first Christmas in like three years with my family because I had to have that obligation to New Japan. So there's that side of that. I've done that battle and I've been there and I've done it. And I don't know the language. Like he's constantly said it. I don't know the language. I try my best. I could barely speak English, bruv, let alone Japanese. <laughs> so there, there is that side, but I don't need to learn the language to beat you. Like, all I've got to do is learn how to count the free, bro. That's all I need. Reminder, guys, you can check out Wrestle Kingdom on New Japan World uh, with so many other things as well. So this this won't be your first time facing Kenny. I mean, you guys have been in the ring together numerous times, but the one that sticks out might have been the first one, PWG, seven years ago. But so much has changed for both of you since then. I mean, physically, neither one of you are the same people that you were back then, and you were already fantastic at what you did back then. But so much from from a physical and standpoint has adjusted since then. So how do you how do you see this differentiating from that? Uh, I think the one thing about me now is that I feel like I finally matured. It's taken like ten years, uh, but like as a I've just become my own man now. Like I, I'm a front runner in the United Empire. Or I like to say I'm the centre forward for my faction. Uh, and from there, I, I've I've been put in position. There's something that Kenny said in the New Japan interview that I was shoehorned into a position after him and the Bucks and Cody all left to form AEW. And to an extent, he is right. I was happy being a junior heavyweight. I was super happy just. Uh, doing that and I, uh, during my junior heavyweight run, finally realising that I could put on some size and my training differentiated. Uh, and it was only after he left and after we had that uh, that chat in the Tokyo Dome that my mind did start changing. And I realised the power and the ability that I do hold and how I could, if I trained right, could be considered one of the best in the world. And it just speaks volumes, uh, especially from that, from 2018, if you just look at the list and the matches that I've had, it's just been a constant maturity from me. And now I'm at my, uh, I wouldn't even say I'm at my peak. I'm, I think I'm approaching it. 
uh, like I'm a um, one year away from turning thirty. I've still got plenty of gas left in the tank, so I've got like ten years still being at the best of my abilities. And well, I mean, Kenny's had all the best matches. I mean, but I can't tell you any good ones that. 2022 so this is like this is now or never for kenny this is time to bring back the cleaner the best out machine like that guy that we wanted to see in that golden age but he's against me now like and i've been the guy flying the flag i've been the guy on the front line for new japan and i think it is going to be a super exciting match especially what you saw from pwg i was a kid back then I'm a 29 year old man with a mortgage for God's sake and I've got to pay bills this is like Kenny's has done me the biggest favour ever because listen I, I know full well that like, New Japan hasn't been the best because of the pandemic it hasn't been good like no one want, I don't know anybody that wants to sit and watch wrestling where they can only clap so to the fans that have come and supported us for all of that I can't tell them enough my appreciation my thanks but like to all those people now that are excited and coming back to New Japan to watch Kenny, it's going to be so much better because now all those people that you brought back to New Japan are going to watch you fall down to me, bro. How funny is that? It's it's interesting because when I see Kenny say the things that he said about you being shoehorned in because people left, again, I think that you and Kenny have a lot of parallels because it could be argued, despite the fact that he objectively was a good decision, that that happened with him when AJ Nakamura, Gallows, and Anderson left as well, just like a month after you all had that one-on-one -on -one match at PWG because he attacked AJ Styles, said, I'm tired of starving myself, tired of being a junior heavyweight, I'm moving up. Like You could argue that, that same criticism applies to him a few years before when he was in his early 30s, when he was at a similar spot in his career that, that you were. Like When you look at that, do you see that, and do, do you think that he sees some of himself and you do you think he's threatened by that do you feel like we're in similar situations entirely i think the only thing that differentiates himself is he he kind of embraced the japanese culture and while i respect that i, I just did it was just a case of i'm here to wrestle and i'm here to embrace the professional wrestling side and the work every side of things that that's where we kind of differentiate ourselves a little bit but with uh what you are right though is just like so for me I knew Kenny when I wrestled him at PWG. My memory is of him wrestling sex dolls and like nine-year-old girls. Do you know what I mean? And for him to then grow from that into what he has become is that no one would have been able to tell you after he attacked AJ Styles like what that was what he was going to come. But he believed that, and as long as he believed it, then that's all that matters. But I believe currently, right now, that no one in the world can touch me. I, I mean that from WWE, in AEW, in Noah, in DDT, in all Japan. I believe no one has the pacing that I do. No one has the ability to get up and go the way I do. And I think Kenny is slightly threatened by that because the bright lights of AEW have hit, uh, has hit whatever has gone around in New Japan. He's, he's been so busy with AEW and then the moment he gets suspended, these lights of AEW shut off and he's now seeing this shadow looming. And he knows that this shadow, if it gets any bigger, could overthrow him. So if he need, he needs to come back right now, because if it gets too big, then there's no one going to be stopping me. You mentioned the Okada match earlier. Do you have a personal favorite Kenny Omega match? Since he talks a lot about ratings and and how they apply to you and him. 
Uh, that second, that second Kenny and Okada match, the Dominion, where they went to a sixty-minute time limit draw, just because I remember watching that at home and I couldn't believe the stamina of both men. I think a little bit it was inspiring because uh, I I couldn't believe the stamina. I think that was the first time I actually watched a, a sixty-minute time limit draw match. To be brutally honest with you, and uh, to see the stamina and to see the effort from both guys and. I think it was one of those ones where, like, deep down, I knew I, I wanted to do that as well. I wanted to be that that man with the endurance. So I, it must have triggered something in my mind watching that. It must have triggered something to get my ass in the gym and get in better shape because I want to be that guy that can go the long distance. I'm so uh, – all right, I spoke to Switchblade JY, I think it was last week, and he took exception to the notion that anybody was even discussing that you and Omega – might be the main event because I mean it is a match that so many fans are looking forward to because it's it's a dream match. Uh, what do you say to that? Like, do you believe that you all should be the main event, or do you think the IWGP title should should take precedence over that? Uh, of course, uh, um, look if I if I was um, in Jay's position, of course, being the world heavyweight champion, I do believe that should be the main focus and the main event, especially with it being the fifty year anniversary. Uh, and uh, the celebration of uh, Antonio Inoki. I do believe that. So in my heart, I want to say that, but then in my mind, I'm saying, what match are you more interested in? Uh, me and Kenny or Okada and Jay, which everyone's seen, I don't know, like eight times now. <laughs> and uh, I, I think it's kind of funny now because like the, the IWGP United States Championship before I held it, was very meaningless. It, it, I mean, it should be, in theory, defended over in America. Like, why it's not, I, I don't know. But the reality is I've taken a championship that means nothing and made it everything, and I can't recall a single Jay White championship match that I've enjoyed. And uh, probably if you ask any other New Japan fan which champion have they enjoyed more, Jay White or Osprey, it probably would be me, but... My heart will always say the World Heavyweight Championship should be the main event. So I'll give Jay that one. It should be the main event. But just realize that you're going to have a very hard job after me and Kenny are done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. 
That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but If you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. You mentioned uh, bringing the title over to America and things like that. You did some stuff with uh, New Japan's American branch, Strong, which you talked about some of the struggles of the pandemic. I thought that this that strong was one of the bright spots of the pandemic because it sort of forced New Japan into this brand split and you see guys like Fred Rosser reinvent their careers and their lives and it's it's really like put forward like some incredible talent and and given some people an, a, a fantastic chance and and you had the opportunity to go over there and work how did that differentiate for you because I know you didn't do like a ton of stuff over there but you did do uh, I think five or six matches Well yeah it was extremely hard because um when that pandemic was still in, uh, when that pandemic was still going, uh, I couldn't still travel. You had to have a, an extremely special visa to be able to travel from the United Kingdom to United States. I even remember being on the phone to somebody and they said, the only way you're getting this visa if you're Elton John. And we end up getting the visa. So I was going like, guess I'm Elton John. But um, I really like Strong and uh, two of my best friends, uh, Kyle and Davis, went over there as a tag team and really uh, lit the tag division on fire over there. Uh, I loved getting in the ring with some of the LA Dojo boys. I love taking the piss out of them as well, just because like that's that's the idea with wrestling. Like if I'm not underneath your skin and you're not doing anything, like I, if I call you out, I want you to come shut me up. And like that that's the thing with those LA Dojo guys. Have all got huge nut sacks to come up to a guy like me. In, in my mind, at that time, I was still the real IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. So to see all those guys uh, get an opportunity, and not only that, but to put on some real incredible matches, like uh, Eddie Kingston versus Gabriel Kidd was an incredible bout. And I honestly do believe Strong 
could be like such a great alternative if you weren't uh, keeping up with AEW and WWE. I think if you wanted a good, strong American brand, I think Strong is like a real good front runner. I've always been fascinated because you, you have done things in your career your way. You've been offered an awful lot of things. There was that the situation where Paul Heyman like offered you an Evolve contract on the spot. Obviously not signing that ended up being a very, very good thing for you considering the trajectory of your career. I think it was three or four years ago you said, I probably wouldn't sign with AEW unless they had an agreement with New Japan or something. Well, that's change an awful lot there, there was also word that you had signed a five-year deal in 2019 like the nature of like where your career is going and where you could go is always a hot topic of discussion is that like a flattering thing to you or is it like an exhausting thing to you it, I mean people are always interested in where you could be or where you will be no it's always flattering if people uh do enjoy my work just because once again, I grew up in a small area of Essex and I still live there now. I refuse to leave. Um, and uh, it's flattering to know where people want me to show up and where people want me to go. Uh, and you are right and all of that. Uh, yeah, I signed a five-year back in 2019, so that'll be up next year. And like, I, I don't really know. Like, My heart says I still will be with New Japan, uh, but like, I, I won't lie to you. Like, I... I have mad anxiety when it comes to America and just because I come from such a small area and America is so big. So I, I've only really dipped my toes into American wrestling. Like, I mean, I've done my stint with Ring of Honor, but like, I think I wrestled there maybe, maybe 10 times, maybe. But like, I kind of like to arrive and then leave. I don't like to stick yeah. around too long. And, and that's no one's fault besides my own. It is just a, a mad anxiety that I do have. But, I won't lie to you and say that like the time that I did have with AEW did open my eyes and what I think that I know about myself and how good I am as a professional wrestler being over there did make me take a step back and say, okay, well maybe there is more to learn. Uh, but my heart does belong to new Japan after like, after so many of the stuff, like these guys are the reason why I am a star. Like you said, uh, there was that Evolve contract and like that could have opened doorways, but I just, I knew in my heart if I stuck out with New Japan and if I worked hard, like no one has the work ethic that I do when it comes to wrestling. A lot of the guys put their work ethic into like their social medias and their bodies and their like their other little ventures outside of wrestling. But like my whole thing is, is I wanted to be one of the best wrestlers going and that's, that is down to everything that New Japan has done. And the thing is why with New Japan is that I can stay in Essex, fly out, business, I must add, business class, <laughs> head over to and, uh, and and live a, a real comfy life where I've got my family and I've got New Japan. But like with now other options, I don't know what's going to happen, but my heart definitely says New Japan. When you see, like, they seem to be very accommodating to Pac. Like, like it seems like he can kind of just go back and forth and all that stuff. And you see the relationship with New Japan. It's not only is it blossoming. I mean, a little spoiler: fans voted Forbidden Door on on our site, the, the event of the year. So obviously that relationship is going great. Does that open your mind to a little bit more of that? Because we, I, I feel like we could see deals where New Japan and AEW are like, let's do a dual deal, and and make this work. I mean, if the money talks these days, right? I mean, yeah. I, 
Uh, and I'll happily say it, like, you know, like I'm on phenomenal money and it's money that I could literally only dream of. But, you know, like, this is one of those things where I, I want to be able to uh, make sure my mum and dad never work again. I want to make sure that this house is paid off one day. It's, you know, it's, it's still got, like, 24 years left on the damn mortgage, bro. <laughs> still got a long way of bumping and feeding to go. But, like, you know, this... I'm just inspired to wrestle and at, at my best and to have complete freedom of who I am as a wrestler because if anyone else had control over me, like New Japan allows me to be as fluid and as creative as I want, uh, having someone else have control of me does intimidate me a little bit because I'm, I'm not the best actor, I'll give you that, but I'm one of the best actors. Did it surprise you to see that when Carl Anderson signed with, with WWE that they were able to work something out to where he would continue to be in New Japan because that was that was shocking to a lot of people because not just because of that in general but because of the New Japan AEW relationship. I mean, yeah, like I'm shocked at it as well, but in the same sense, now that like Triple H is running the the ship and like it's got to be said, I, I think Triple H is a G. Like I honestly think he's <laughs> such a little gangster. Like I've I've always liked him. Like do you know what I mean? I think. Is, is this a cool dude? Like, so I think he clearly watches what goes on outside of his bubble, which is amazing. And the fact that he's allowed Kyle to like have this like dual deal, I think is quite cool. But like, it does, it does make me wonder like what doors could actually be open. And, uh, you know, like I'm always, I always want to know like who is, who is the best out of their crop. You know, I just, I always like testing myself and I think it would be very, very interesting if there was like a way of making that door open, but you never know. Never know. I think we're closer than ever before. And like, it was fascinating because you wonder what does AEW think? And then you think about it and you go, well, wait, they do business with triple a triple a doesn't do business with new Japan because of CMLL. So it's just, it's it's like it, we're getting closer and closer every time, and I, I love it. Uh, maybe there'll be like a World Cup of pro wrestling one day. Maybe I'll, I'll throw my name in there. Oh, I love it. I love it. Before we wrap up, I'm so interested in in how people develop certain moves, and the Stormbreaker might be my favorite move in wrestling. Like that thing, just visually amazing. It looks devastating. You're able to do it to people like Lance Archer for the love of God. Like, how oh, wow, but he's an heavy that uh, one. How how does one even develop that move? Like, where do you possibly start? Like, how do you even dream up something like that and then get in into the ring and and start to work on it? I mean, I, I don't I don't know. I um, the thing is with me is what people need to remember. I I came from like backyard wrestling, course, where yeah. I had a wrestling ring in my mum's garden, and me and my friends after school would just grab each other and throw each <laughs> other, and when you that. When you're that age, you just don't feel pain anymore. So we could like practice stuff all the time. And I just remember, like, I remember that move specifically from the backyard. And I remember just like doing it in a couple of like, do- like dojo seminars like, I was at and just picking guys up and seeing if it was a, a devastating move. And it just turned out it was one of, it was something that I think I needed because the odds cutter was my finishing move at the time, but it left me very prone for uh counters i was up in the air they could just move out the way and i'm taking like a goddamn 10 foot back bump (laughs) so for me i needed a move that was a little less low risk and 
very impactful and it turned out to be like the greatest thing ever and still to this day no one's ever kicked out of it who do you think took it the best of any anybody you did which i mean a lot of it's on <laughs> on what you do but i mean is there anybody you saw and you're like man i got all of that one uh god there's this there's like a few guys on the indies for sure like uh I remember doing one to Flip Gordon during the Best of Super Juniors, and that just felt so nice. Like, that was a good one. <laughs> no, I just, just everyone I seem to hit it on. Like, because I have the arm butterflies, because I have the arm butterfly here, it makes it so easy to, like, twist people around. Yeah. So as, like, they're spinning, I have complete control over them. Like, they have no, like, real control. I've got everything here. So the moment they're spinning and I can whip their neck rounds, it's it's so much easier. Like I can hit it on anyone. And which one was the most most difficult? Was it Archer? Archer was heavy uh, because I was. I think he's the biggest guy that I've ever hit it on. The heaviest guy though was Jeff. Like I never hit it. On, no, I did hit it on Jeff. Jeff was the heaviest guy I ever hit it on. But Lance, Lance was like in terms of stature, like he was the biggest. I. I believe, though, I could, I could never get him, like, up for it. Mm -hmm. I couldn't get him. I, I had him kind of on the corner, and I brought him down. But, uh, yeah, Jeff, definitely the heaviest. As we wrap up, uh, a reminder, guys, uh, New Japan World is where you can watch Wrestle Kingdom January 4th. I, I like to do an exercise to get some positive headlines out there, Will. We do a segment called... We, yeah, we, we do a segment called Shooting Softly, which is the opposite of shooting hard, which is what you'll see on YouTube. Uh, you'll see like Enzo Amore shoots hard on Simon Gotch or something like that. Basically people being mean to one another. Yeah, like, yeah. So instead... be nice. I like that. Yeah. So I'll start out with an easy one for you. Vader. No comment. <laughs> no, all right, all right, here we go. Like... The impact that he made on wrestling should always be um, celebrated and uh, memorized as a man of his size and the things that he was doing, leaving people in awe. It's always a wonderful thing to be able to watch back on, and uh, I hope that he rests well. We, uh, we have another one that maybe you've had some words with in the past. Another fellow top competitor, Seth Rollins. I right, I hated seeing what he was actually going through. Like when everyone was being mean to him, I really didn't like that. I I just thought it was just a little bit too much. I I saw it as we're having fun with one another. Like we're sure. taking the piss out of one another. Yeah. I didn't like how people were actually like harassing him. Like I really don't. I just don't like that in in general. I think that's the thing though. Like I've I've put myself in those situations and like I don't like it either. So I think now maturing and growing up and actually growing from all of that like i hope he's doing well and like he's his character's cool i love what he's doing and he's definitely one of the best guys that WWE have like and i think it would be an interesting showcase to have us both in the ring one day so if this wwe does open i think it'd be great how about the great Khan? the greatest wrestler that this generation has ever seen have you seen the stuff that he was doing in las vegas i did it was fantastic how could you not like you that guy you only got photos. I have videos that never, ever be aired to the public. Oh, no. It's the funniest shit I've ever seen in my entire life. But that man is the epitome of what we should be doing. It's just going out there and having fun. 
It should just be, we should just be wild animals, but contained, contained wild animals. I love I it. Uh, your forbidden door opponent, Orange Cassidy. Uh, I, I've got nothing, not, I've got nothing but good things to say about him. I think he's just a cool dude, you know, like I enjoyed the match with him and, uh, I think he's the Atlantic champion now. So, like, if he's generally a fighting champion, which, I mean, if he can be bothered to be. But, like, I do think it's time to do the rematch very soon. Here's an easy one for you. Kyle Fletcher, Mark Davis. The greatest tag team ever. And just two of my best friends. Uh, They were living with me in 2021. I've always had their back. I've always looked after them. They're two of the kindest people you ever meet in your entire life, their dedication to not only professional wrestling, but to not signing anywhere else and waiting out until they got to Japan was phenomenal. I've got so many just wonderful memories that we can never actually say publicly until we're we're all three of us are about to die. I love that they're getting their flowers like globally now on, on like everybody recognizes them and, and they're, they're getting the recognition that they deserved long ago. And uh, we'll wrap up. I want you to say something nice about your your Wrestle Kingdom opponent, New Japan World, January 4th, Kenneth Omega. I mean, I will never be able to, like, argue against his drawing ability, his talent, his charisma, and his reach in professional wrestling. He's a one-of-a-kind talent, one in a million. But at times come where everything's got to change. And I've been flying the flag and I've done the things that you would never be able to do. It would, the Kenny Omega that would wrestle in a pandemic New Japan world would have been broken and would have quit wrestling. He couldn't survive the things that I've survived through. So that's made me who I am today. And it's made me a very, very pissed off and angry person because he's constantly belittled everything that I've done. I'm looking forward to this because not only am I going to kick your fucking head in, bruv, I am going to enjoy it, and it's going to be on home soil. You might have been the Japan boy here ages ago, but you left. I stayed. I stuck it out. January 4th, New Japan World Wrestle Kingdom. I can't wait. Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega, and that's far from it, guys. You have Switchblade and Okada, among so many other matches. Will Ospreay, I want to thank you so much. The first time we've got to talk. I hope we get to do it again. Uh, Thank you so much for being so generous with your time. No workers, my man. I hope you're good. Until next time, guys, we're out. God bless. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.